0: Stewart, 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 it's Stewart. Stewart, Stewart,
1: Stewart, You're listening to the Piercing Wizard podcast, and I'm your host Ryan Willette. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years' experience. I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry, so we can all stay sharp. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Uh, today, I'm going to do an episode with Stuart Hoffman about the APP Benelux. So that's a new organization in Europe. Uh, Benelux countries include uh, Holland, uh, Belgium, and Luxembourg. So it's a new organization for piercers in those areas. A uh, lot of great things to talk about with Stuart. Um, I, I met Stuart at uh, the BMX Net conference in Germany. Um, you know, we've we've kept in touch uh through Facebook and, and chatted a little bit here and there. And um during this interview it, it really just shows me how much people can get done during the lockdown. Uh I don't want to knock anybody if you haven't been able to do something like, you know, start a, a piercing organization from scratch. Um For me like i uh you know i wear pants some days uh some days i shower so uh, i don't want to push myself or judge myself too much and i'm not going to uh, push or judge anyone else either but uh, a group of uh piercers in europe uh, have come together to create an organization it's a lot of different people putting in a a lot of different work Um, and uh, it just kind of goes to show like what you can do if you if you work together so it's really inspiring to hear all the work, but it's also really important to talk about what that work is. Um, they've, they've learned a lot from other organizations like the UK APP and, and the VPP in Germany, uh, talking about what works and doesn't work to, to launch an organization, but then what do you do with that new organization? kind of started out talking about reopening protocols and then it grew into an entire uh, piercing group uh talking about reopening protocols but then also how can you create uh harassment policies from the ground up and Um, taking some hints from the UK APP and and talking about doing phased-in requirements over a a multi-year period. So starting with kind of uh, more simple rules and regulations and then kind of growing uh, to certain things, you know, members using sterile gloves uh, in addition to using quality sterilizers, quality jewelry, things like that. So it's a really great talk. Uh, If you want more information, you can visit appbenelux.org. You can visit their social media. That's also uh, appbenelux. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get into this conversation with Stuart and go over all the the details. Um, I'll be back a little bit more at the end to uh, plug some stuff and talk about some new classes coming up. So stick around.
2: Oh, wait, let me let me just start with a nice introduction and then we can have the real one. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Hi, I'm the wizard Malkiel. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: (laughs) Uh, Good callback humor to the intro. Um, I I can also refer to you as like Stuart. From Letterkenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was actually doubting to do that. Like, hi, my name is Stuart. That's become actually <laughs> a shop stable
2: right now. Like, oh, really? Just, yeah, yeah. It just it just becomes like this random sound that you hear every, you know, every half hour or something
1: like. Sturt. Well, I'm glad I could ruin your life by giving you a suggestion to watch Letterkenny.
2: Oh, it was epic. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It was really nice.
1: Yeah. That's a really good show for, um, for like the, the lockdown COVID quarantine era because like everybody's binging different shows and Letterkenny yeah. is just yeah. really simple, easy, fun to watch, kind of like The Office.
2: Yeah, 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 I, I actually, yeah, we're going to diverge a little bit. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I've been spending uh, my lockdown time here uh, renovating my studio so I've been yep. working, I've been working hard to get it up to code. And since I had the time now, uh, I, I was already a good way there, but I've, I figured like, yeah, I'm just going to finish and just get it up to APP standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to make a video because all the members in the APP Benelux, we just, we have to uh, also submit. Uh, we have to, you know, submit all the, the requirements.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I figured like once I, if I do that, I also gonna apply for A.P.P. membership. So I'm doing that. But on my free days, I just I'm just in my in my you know my tracksuit on my couch playing Minecraft, watching Ladder or The Office. I'm actually binging The Office right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh,
2: but I've watched half of Netflix already and just play Minecraft and do that and just chill out. You know? I feel like that's a
1: pretty. Commonly recurring theme when I, when I yeah. see piercers kind of talking about what their lives are today, because, you know, you're on social media for long enough. A lot of the people on there are going to be colleagues and, and industry friends. And, uh, it seems like everybody has like their, their bin shows, like their little projects here and there, but I think people are more focusing on like what they're doing with their, their personal home time than, uh, maybe career stuff right now, which I think is a good thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. like. I'm really like, I'm uh, I'm into the renovations and I'm pretty much doing it alone,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: which is perfect for me because it just, it just gives my mind something to do so I don't overthink and I don't go into doom scenarios and stuff like that. So it's really, for me, it really is a mental health thing. Sure. It, if I don't stop myself, I'm working doing that seven days a week and I won't yeah. even eat anymore. So I really have to like, slow myself like it doesn't matter you have all the time in the world to do this Mm -hmm. um do it right just don't stress yourself too much and at least give yourself one or two days a week where you can just do nothing you've earned that if you worked five days you have earned two days of nothing
1: i prefer to do almost the opposite where i I prefer to
2: put in two (laughs) days of
1: work and then spend five days in my pajamas
2: Mm. yeah i prefer to do that too but uh you know i'm just like I really am close to finally being that APP level and um, like right from the get-go, right when I started piercing, I was like, yeah, because I already knew it existed. I already knew why it existed. And I was like, yeah, I think there's no, there's no argument not to get to that level. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it has been, it has been something that I've been working towards in my be it kind of short two year piercing career um, but yeah it, it, it does give you a goal and I've been I've been focusing on jewelry and I've been focusing on just changing out little things yeah. and actually yeah. with the lockdown I did have some time to you know to get those um, to get my own piercing room to get it closed off to get water in my piercing room so I can have a hand washing sink there uh, you know To do all that so you get everything from that from that from that level Mm -hmm. and um yeah you know i i think the first lockdown i really didn't do a lot and i was like yeah there's another lockdown i don't want to look back and just look at two months wasted
1: yeah uh i think there there are plenty of piercers on on kind of both both sides of that school of thought there are the piercers who are really focusing a lot on the improvements they can do for themselves, you know, different webinars and online learning. There are, there are people who are expanding their jewelry selection or their web shops or, or doing renovations around the studio. Yeah. Um, I I had all these different like thoughts. Uh, okay, I, I can re-wax my floor. I can touch up paint. I can do this and that. Honestly, I haven't really done much of anything because I, I haven't really had a lot of energy left over from, from yeah. working. I didn't have a very yeah. long lockdown period. So I've been back to work for, for quite a while. And I, I think as the months pass on, um, it just takes a little bit more of my energy to just kind of uh, stay in my comfort zone for working. And, and projects, like I would love to do more projects and I, I just can't make the yeah. energy
2: really. No, I, I I'm 100%, I know exactly what you're, uh, what you're saying because I had the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is that before the lockdown, um, we were we were finishing up on the you know the association stuff. Uh, I had I had uh, my studio. It was busy. I wanted to open up extra days. I was very overworked, and I was kind of in my head going like, "Man, I could really use a lockdown right about now." And then a lockdown. The lockdown came, and like immediately, immediately. My, my motivation just went down the drain. I didn't want to do yeah. it. Uh, I got out of bed, but I just like, I couldn't push myself to do anything. And I did that like the first week. and then um, Coco, who is the studio oh, like Coco owns the studio but I, I own the piercing side of it. Uh, she was mm-hmm. like, you know how about we just go up with the renovations And um, because financially I'm, I'm not really doing well. Uh, I really need to get back to work and so do a lot of people yeah. and um, he was like well you know we don't have to do a lot we don't have to make a huge investment I can make the investment itself and you do the work I was like okay and from there on I just I had something to focus I had something to do uh, and, and and that really really was just like you know that, that little that little lifeline I could hold on to and it did great for my mental health as well like i have a huge uh history with depression and um i could i was just like fuck i could just see everything that i build up you know just disappear again yeah it's a nasty thing to just you know to see happen and um so yeah i you know this was for me was great and um yeah now i can now look back in the past month and just go like yeah you know but I really did a lot. It's looking amazing, uh, with the with the limited resources and the limited space that I have to work with. I still have a, a very nice piercing shop when uh, when we get to reopen again. And uh, yeah, that gives you gives me something to be proud of. And yeah, that's a good motivator. Great. On its own, Yeah.
1: Well, sometimes people beat themselves up too when they when they have plans but they don't execute them. So. Uh, You know, if if there's anybody listening who's in that category, you know, don't beat yourself up. But if you have if you find some energy, um, there's really almost no better investment you can make than in in your business and in your your work environment.
2: Yeah, because one thing you have to realize, that's that's one thing that I um, that I learned. And this is actually it's, it's a this is also, you know, a scientific proven fact is that it's not motivation and then action it's action and then comes the motivation. So if you mm-hmm. lack motivation, uh, by uh, going into action that can actually be motivating for you. It sounds weird, but it does work.
1: Before we start going too much into like studio things. Um, I wanted to talk about some other stuff that, that you did during lockdown, like kind of taking, Uh, your energy and the energy of of like colleagues in your area and um, what you did with it. But before that, I don't want to forget to have you do an intro. So introduce yourself, uh, give any sort of information you want people to have.
2: Hi, my name is Stuart Hoffman. I uh, am the piercer at Coco Loco Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at suicidalpiercing.com.
1: And uh, you are now, or I don't know if it's official yet, but you are or will soon be the president of a, of a new organization in Europe. So uh, why don't you introduce us to that organization?
2: Yes. Um, yeah, I'm the president of the newly formed APP Benelux. So that is the APP for uh, Belgium, the Netherlands and Luxembourg. Um, the Actually, those countries have always cooperated, even before the formation of the European Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Benelux was already a thing, so we figured, hey, we're small countries. Why why not join together and work together as a group on this one yeah. as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah? do, you, do you, are there any are there any piercers uh, working in Luxembourg that you know of?
2: Yeah, yeah. We have uh, we have one member. He is uh, he is an excellent piercer and a very actually he. he he helped us a lot with uh with information and uh, background stuff. That's Marion Till. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And he is currently our only Luxembourg piercer, but there are more piercing and uh, tattoo and piercing studios in uh, in Luxembourg. So, of course, in Luxembourg, we're also hoping to uh, to expand. Yeah. C-
1: cool. So, you sent me some material to kind of uh, you know read up on your organization a little bit, and it seems like. Um, you and and a a really conscientious group of of local piercers um, kind of took some of the the best little bits that you saw from other organizations. I I can see influence from the APP, the UK APP, the VPP. So kind of talk about how how you all started coming together as a group and how you all started to kind of decide that you needed uh, a local organization.
2: Yeah, so... Um, I think the idea of having, having our own, like having an APP or a similar organization in, uh, the Benelux, I think that has lived, you know, for a long time, because I mean, you look at what the APP does, you look at successful other organizations like UK APP, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: of course you can't help, but think like, man, we should, we should try to do that here. And, um, it has been tried, but this time we actually got through. And um, well, you have those successful examples to look at. So you know, it's it's better to steal a good idea to, than to come up with a bad idea on your own. That's it's just a fact. <laughs> and also, why would you spend all your energy reinventing the wheel when you have success stories to look at? You know, uh, there are. Successful organization that you can just you can just look and you can just look like hey man this would be perfect for us this would be perfect for us. that will be perfect for us this was a clever idea, and you know you just you just forge it into uh, you know something that is your own and that works for your particular area. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing, for example, that we took from the UK APP was um, the five-year plan. That was an excellent idea. You just have to realize that not everybody. Who, um, who is piercing now, like most shops are not gonna be on that APP level. They're just not, you don't wanna shun them out or you know, make, it, make it so difficult to join that it's just not financially uh, you know, viable for, for studios to, or piercers to join. You wanna, you wanna grow, you wanna have those people and you wanna help them get to that level. Yeah, the the, the five year plan for us that was obvious. That was something that we agreed on. Even though we we already have, you know, we have APP members amongst us. Uh, most of us are already like doing what we can because, yeah, the group of people that decides to form an APP are the people who already see the value of working safer, not doing the bare minimum, but doing what you can to work as safe and as responsible as possible so most of us were already on a higher level but still we want to we want to attract people who are not involved right now and we want to make it easier for them to join Uh, of course we're you know at the end of the five-year plan we do want to be at that at a similar level as the ABP there's there's a few differences I think Uh, but you know mostly we're going to be at that same level and you're well, it,
1: it's a good important. idea to have a, a local organization because you can use like a, a a starting point, a base, a template, almost with the app, where people can get to a, a kind of a shared minimum standard. But then you can also pick and choose. Well, what what would be better for our region? You know, materials, safety standards, uh, working within like certain mandates and and uh, rules for for your local health departments or or whatever. Um, Governing bodies, you might have, but I, I would say that at the end of the five-year plan, some of your uh, membership policies might even be a little bit above the, the current APP minimum standard. Things like uh, sterile gloves in the future.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We 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 deliberately did that uh, sterile gloves uh, because yeah, every every that was one thing that we actually pretty much all of us agreed on that that's just it's just a safer option. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, there's a lot to say for sterile gloves.
1: Yeah. But I, it does make sense how you're phasing it in. And I, I think that that's something that uh, probably the APP and, and other organizations will will kind of adopt uh, as they go because... Standards should improve over time, but if you push it too fast, if you try to give people this really intimidating entry point, you might lose some membership. I think it's a great idea to bring people in and say, this is yeah. what we've decided are the minimum standard for the region, and then these are the goals that we would like you to work towards as a member. Yeah,
2: yeah and the thing is, is that what we, what we also looked at, we also looked at it from um, the studio owner's perspective, mm-hmm. right? because if you're a studio owner, um, one thing is always a, always a, a big factor, and that's just money. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And when you go from, let's assume the worst, right, to being an APP studio, there are certain points that you have to make some pretty big investments. Uh, not, not the least of all is, is jewelry. You have to switch to, internally threaded or threadless, implant grade. If you're piercing with, with uh, you know, externally threaded steel, you have to buy in a whole new stock and all your old stock becomes obsolete. So that's, those are two big expenses. If you combine that with all the renovations that you might have to do, you know, if you, uh, depending on your studio, of course, uh, building a piercing room that can be enclosed, having your high uh, your walls high enough, finishing the walls so you can actually clean them.
1: Plumbing oh. can be really can be really expensive for people. Yeah,
2: yeah, plumbing. Um, you know, just you're getting all that up to the code. There's like a couple of really big points that are just really expensive, or well, mm-hmm. can be. Uh, and we try to spread that out so you don't have to make all those investments right in one go. You can just. Phase one thing out, go to the next. Focus on your renovations, and then, you know, if you can if you can spread out your investments over five years as well, you know, in five years you'll look back and you'll you'll see how much you've grown as a studio. Uh, without having that, you know, and also spread out your your investments on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one that of the most gross. common things I see is when when piercers try to uh, step up to that next level, they get kind of bogged down by their own dreams. They, they, they're they not great sometimes at saying, well, this is the this is the number one most important and then number two and then number three. They try to do everything at once and then they kind of get stuck in the mud because maybe they run out of uh, money, they might run out of time, they might run out of energy, and then they just kind of Fall back to their their previous level, like a comfort zone, almost. So I think it's very smart to try to phase things in, and especially if you're targeting the things that might have the the bigger um, financial hurdles.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we've also um, we've also decided that if you need help, if you need advice, we will have people ready to give that. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, it, it's not like these are the requirements. And then we'll see. We'll see you when you send in your application video. No, if you in between need need help, want someone to look at things, uh, whatever, we will do that. Uh, that's the
0: mm-hmm.
2: beauty of being a small country. Um, you know, we 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 can just like it's. We're never more than an hour and a half away. You know, so yeah. uh, we can just we could just take a look. We can help you, and that's what we want to do because we don't want to make it. An exclusive club, we want to make it as open and as transparent as possible, and we want to have as much as possible, as many people as possible to join us. So if you want people to join, you help them, you make it as easy as possible for those people. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, together we can we can then move forward.
1: That's a great way to look at it because um I you know I've said it whenever I talk to someone from another organization, your organization is only as strong as your your membership. You really have to be uh inclusive. There, there's an exclusivity to a point because you, you have standards and members need to meet that, but you want to be as inclusive and welcoming and, and helpful as possible, otherwise your organization can never grow.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, you want that for you you like you want that. you as an organization but Mm -hmm. you also i don't get why you wouldn't want that as your as as being a studio or a piercer yeah because if uh i've heard and i'm sure everyone who's listening i've also heard these stories of people who went to get a piercing and then they had such a terrible experience that they were cured for getting another piercing for 10 years and now here they are at your studio um I always feel kind of sad because it was so unnecessary
0: mm-hmm.
2: that I would prefer everybody to work at the top level. Um, I don't see that as competition. I think that would only help everybody Yeah. Uh, because if you have a good experience getting pierced, you're going to take that with you. You're going to want, want to try that again. You're going to tell your friends about that good experience that you have. And that's only going to, Help flourish the entire industry, and not just that one studio that gave you the good experience. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: it, you know if you it, to to operate at those those higher levels, those higher tiers, you have to be good at uh, educating your client and making it welcoming and inclusive for, for them. You know, explaining what the options are, explaining maybe a new a new outlook on aftercare without like without talking down to them. Because like you said, if they have a bad experience, they get pushed away. But there's there's also um, a comparison that you can draw to body piercers who maybe wanted to, to get into a different community or wanted to get into an organization or, or go to a conference, but they feel maybe intimidated by body piercers who aren't as welcoming as they could be or, or should be. So it's, it's great to um, support your industry and the community by having that kind of studio environment, but it's great to extend that kind of same attitude into the organization because it just makes everyone stronger and makes everyone more successful.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that aspect, I mean, uh, one, of our, one of our, like our main goal is to promote safe piercing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and one of the ways we wanna do that is by spreading information. That information should be readily available for everyone. Uh, that that means um, APP Benelux members, but that means every piercer around the world. Mm-hmm. If you want that information, you should be able to get it. It also means uh, potential clients, the general public. They should also have a certain amount of information, at least. Maybe not technique information, but definitely hygiene information. Yeah. Uh, you know, the government, you want you want that information to reach as far as possible and to be readily available. Uh, we have a, a website um, that we just want to, we want that website to be a point where you can just look up a lot of information. And it's interesting for, for piercers, for general public. It's interesting for government or health and safety organizations. And if you have any questions, hey, we're there too.
1: You know, outreach is a really important factor with any new organization. So it's great to have a kind of a concept of what you want your voice to to be like. So do you think that you're going to be trying to drive more of your clients towards, uh, sorry, uh, more of your members towards your website? Or do you plan on maybe trying to be more like a Facebook forum, like some organizations? Like how do you plan to to interact with membership?
2: Uh, for members, we have a, we also have a Facebook group. Uh, we have a WhatsApp group and that's actually that's one of the most awesome things that I've seen in the past year. Uh, we started up the organization well we decided to form the organization and we made a WhatsApp group and a Facebook group and we've been very open sharing information. It's a very non-judgmental. We can just talk about things that are happening, bothering, that we have questions with. And just everybody seems to be so willing to help everybody out, to inform, to spread that piece of knowledge that they might have. Mm-hmm. Um, that that has been just really, really amazing to see that happening uh, amongst a group of people who, yeah, you are in a way competitors, but at the same time, we, we look at each other almost as coworkers.
1: Yeah. And well, I, I've seen a lot of people uh, be successful in the communities where there are a lot of studios that are using the same kinds of aftercare methods, the same kind of jewelry operating at the same kind of standards. And it doesn't seem like it's cutthroat or like it's enemies. It seems like it's a community. And, yeah. um, you know, when you have yep. a question, it's great to be able to reach out to someone. It's great to be able to have uh, shadowing between different studios, different get togethers, or maybe even just be able to, to get some jewelry off of someone when you've run out of something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and um, on the Facebook page, that's where we also, you know, sometimes share the more technique related uh, issues. Like we, sometimes we have a question like, man, I saw this inside out nostril. How do you do it? And then someone just goes, well, you know, let me just I can make a video and you just post a little video where you explain, you know, you know those little tweaks that you do to make it your own. Mm hmm. Uh, I think yeah, like you do on the um, uh, with your seminars, like the technique videos, you want to have a little bit of secluded because you don't want to be educating people uh, who just want to pierce at home. Right. So I think that uh, that's something that we totally stole from you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we it it's with other piercers, um, it, it's great to to be that open and to share that knowledge with each other, and you know. You I think it's it was Brian Skelly's who said, well, if I give you a penny, I don't have a penny anymore. But if I have an idea Mm -hmm. and I give it to you, I still have that idea. And that's just a just just a beautiful way to look at it.
0: And, And
2: I think that that describes it perfectly where you can just share your ideas. You can share that knowledge and others. If others do that, too, you just take each other and bring each other to that higher level.
1: Yeah, I sometimes I think it's a bit silly when body piercers act like they invented body piercing themselves. And, you know, maybe somebody yeah. like like Jim Ward. Yes. OK, you, you probably invented yeah. most of body piercing yourself. But when we're talking about piercers now, um, a lot of the things that I know are things that I learned from other piercers who were being generous with their time and their knowledge. So I, I feel like it's the responsibility of, of piercers to, to spread that information around
2: yeah but i would like to add to that that if you look at the piercers who do not share they're usually not the best piercers they usually have some really outdated techniques or some really you know weird choices of jewelry style uh that just have that they just have not you know they can lead to some really nasty complications and uh As soon as I realized that, I just also realized like, why would you then close yourself off that much? Why would you do that?
1: When you, when you close yourself off like that, you close it off both ways. Like you're, you're not sharing information around to other people because maybe you see them as a competitor, but a lot of people, um, they're probably not going to want to engage with you and and share information with you. So people definitely can fall into that hole of like, it's my way and my way is the best way because they're not, they're not helping anyone else, but in turn, people aren't helping them
2: yeah yeah and that's yeah that's exactly what i meant it's uh it's a weird way to look at things in my perspective uh because well first of all you know you didn't invent piercing (laughs) that's that's how simple it is it's just you you learned it from someone you know pay it forward that's that's how it should be and um yeah, again, like I'm really happy to be part of a group that just from right from the start looked at it like that. Just right, mm-hmm. it was openness. It was, hey, we're gonna do this. Everybody was excited and everybody was like more than willing, you know, to share that information and to help out those who, you know, who had questions.
1: Yeah, well, it's great to start an organization with kind of like a mandate for, for sharing
2: yeah yeah exactly
1: so yeah. It, it seems like um you're are is it that you're launching the organization on march 1st or is, is that like what what is the the march 1st uh date for you and your organization
2: uh yeah we're uh we're planning to launch the organization uh on march 1st we are officially registered we are an official uh association right now mm-hmm. um we have our, uh, yeah, we have the VAT number. We have the board of trade number where, you know, everything we have our, our bylaws, all that's taken care of. We're official. Um, but we needed some time to some more time to uh, finish the website and um, uh, not only write, we have to write some more content, but we have to translate a lot.
0: because
2: mm. um, We wanted to be inclusive. Uh, we wanted our, 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 um, website uh to be in all the countries like the benelux countries uh languages which is dutch for the netherlands it's dutch and french for belgium and it's german for luxembourg and we also want to do it in english because we want to keep it international Mm -hmm. so but translating that takes a lot of time um well most some of us were you know in renovations we we had a lockdown period so it was a of course this is a really weird time for all of us and another thing that we just agreed upon right from the get go is just let's not let's not do things hasty do it once do it right and let's put our Mm -hmm. our mental health and our businesses first because you know again these are strange times and uh, this shouldn't be a strain on us. This should be something that adds to our life and not takes from it. Uh, we looked, we wanted to launch right in January, um, but the there was some delays uh, with the notary, so we didn't get the bylaws, the papers in time. Um, and then, of course, we were in lockdown and we figured, uh, well, let's give ourselves this time and just take, you know, March, uh, that's also a good time. You know, people are out of that, can it kind of get out of that That, that, uh, that winter blues uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll you know, have the greatest reach.
1: So uh, for piercers that are in the, the Benelux countries, um, where would you want them going first? Would you want them going to the website first or, or joining the Facebook forum first? Um, no, I think, uh, I think if you go to the website,
2: you can find all the information. Uh, we have, um, we have of course our Instagram, uh, we have a Facebook page and, um, there's going to be tons of information on that. And we're always there to answer questions, uh, but the website's going to have everything.
1: Give me the, the names for those three, if you wouldn't mind. What's the, the website? What's the name of the Facebook group? And what's the name of the Instagram page?
2: We plan to rebrand uh, an existing Instagram page mm-hmm. uh, that's already uh, about uh, Benelux piercers. It's called Beneluxury Piercers. Okay. And we, we plan to um, rebrand it into App Benelux, just add App Benelux. Yep. Um, and the Facebook page, pretty much the same story, actually. Um, mm-hmm. App Benelux. Uh,
1: um, what would your what's the uh, what's the website URL if if people wanted to get more info?
2: Yeah, you can find all the info on um, www.appbenelux.org. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: and actually, from there on, you can also go to the Instagram and the Facebook page.
1: Great. So I would imagine that. Um, as an organization, one of your long-term goals would be continuing education. Uh, Any plans for maybe a conference one day or maybe some sort of like um, some meetups once we're kind of past some of the the COVID era stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, That was actually, I think we discussed that in one of our earliest meetings. Uh, Our dream basically is to hold our own conference uh, to organize that, that will be, that will be perfect. Uh, we've talked about various options uh, we were talking about, because you can do a multi-day conference with everything on it. You can do a one-day multiple seminar thing. Uh, you can do like a few seminars, maybe over two days. We were talking about that, but of course, the, the COVID basically just said like all of this hype dreams. This right, this is not something that we can focus on now, this is not something that we can realize now. Because also the online seminar things, like there are already a lot of organizations who are doing that now. And for us to spend the time, the money, the energy, and the uh, and the resources on, on figuring out how to do an online conference it it wouldn't make a lot of sense yeah so yeah. what we're going to do now is we're going to focus on the organization we're going to focus on uh solidifying it um we're going to focus on uh, brand awareness getting our name out there getting people to know us and we're going to just look at options like if we're going to have an uh, uh you know do all the pre-work to a conference or you know, uh, a a day of seminars, I'm going to look at all those options. And we could already start making plans for that, but we just can't organize anything. But we can, of course, we can look at, you know, what would be, you know, you can, you can also already start looking like what would be a good place to have it? What would be a a good time to have it? uh, How many days? What would be the cost? You can do a lot of the pre-works, of course. Um, but that's gonna be a little bit further along the way. And, you know, due to Covid, we have that time to just uh, spread it out and to just focus on the other things first.
1: Well, I think that's but- smart. you, you don't want to turn yeah. into uh, a conference that has an organization behind it. it's It's always best to have a strong organization that puts on a conference when they're when they're prepared. So I, I think it's great that, Uh, organizations that have really been taking this COVID period to, to write out their policies, to engage with members, to have elections, all these different things that are, that are going to be hugely important uh, to to an organization being able to have conferences next year and the year after and the year after that, like you have to have a strong organization to be able to offer something like continuing education. So I think that's a great plan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I, I think we can, uh, I think it's good that you just focus on your foundations first
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then because the, the conference, of course, that's the, that's the most glamorous bit. That's the, that's the, and yeah, that's the thing that everybody wants.
1: Uh, yeah. That's, that's there, the payoff.
2: But before you get there, you know, cause that's, we started, we started, of course we started with that. Yeah. We can have seminars and we can have a conference and then we were like, okay, but how do we get there? And then guess what? Mm-hmm. To form an association, it's actually a long way. There's uh, there's a, there's a yeah. lot of stuff that needs to be researched. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. Uh, it's it's just it's it's incredible how much work actually goes into it.
1: Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm not I'm not and- surprised at all. I've I've seen a few organizations grow from grow from a thought into a, an actual, you know, functioning org organization. And uh, it's, it's a huge amount of work and uh, piercers out there. If, if you're in an area where there's a new organization emerging, get in on the ground floor, you know, especially if you've had thoughts on this is what I would want an organization to be like there, there's nothing stopping you as a piercer from making that a reality. You get engaged you can uh, volunteer your time. You can uh, run for an election. Become a member. All those different things, but it's all about your effort to to create the organization and the industry that you want to see around you. Yeah,
2: yeah, and um, you know, it, when I look at the APP benchmarks, this was something that was made by all of us. Each and every one of us contributed. Mm-hmm. Each and every every one of us just just worked on some part, and it takes all those small parts. To get the whole, no one will do it by themselves. No one. It's just, that's not how it works. Um, and, you know, again, like I'm lucky enough to have a group of people, like a fairly large group of people who all wanted the same thing and who all worked together and who all, you know, did their bit to get to that point. And yeah, if you're if you're listening and uh, you... You want to start an organization? Start there. If you see there is an organization already, yeah, join in. Your ideas are more than welcome. And don't think that if you're not experienced enough, or you know, all oh, they already know what they're doing, or I don't know anybody who's in that organization. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Contact them. Offer your help. You'll be most appreciated.
1: That's great. Uh, so I would imagine you're you're going to have some like year one plans, and I, I think some of the things you shared with me in in your notes is uh, you know obviously focusing on reopening protocols for COVID, but uh, also that you're you're starting the organization with a strong anti-harassment policy, which I think is a great move to start with.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the sexual harassment issue and just harassment in general, uh, it, that's something that. Personally, I'm so I'm actually surprised that it's still this big of a problem uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: throughout uh-huh. the world uh, and throughout you know all like all of society. Uh, and I think there's just one one thing that I can say about it: it just it just needs to stop. That's how simple it is. Um, yeah. yeah. If you hear stories from your customers about how they might have been treated by other piercers. Some of them are just like jaw droppingly bad. Like they're just, I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed by some of the stories that I've heard Uh, that, yeah, of course, if I can do my little bit to, uh, to stop it, I'm more than willing to do it. Um, But as an organization, uh, you can do more. And that's what we wanted to do it's really hard to stop it that's not something you can just do but we do want to send out that signal like this is not okay this is not okay behavior and it's Mm -hmm. that signal is mostly directed towards the customers you do not have to accept this kind of behavior from anybody not your piercer Yeah. Uh, yeah we believe you know we want to promote safe piercing and of course that's hygiene of course that's you know, a proper quality jewelry. That's that's uh, having a having a piercer that is skilled and sober and all that. But it sexual harassment in our ver- um, vision. You know, that's also a part of, of, of that safety that you want to provide. You want to create that safe environment because people are trusting their bodies to you, and if yeah. you then you know act so inappropriate appropriately uh, with them. You know, you're you're breaking that safe space that you want to create for them. The safe space that they deserve. And that's how we, you know, uh, we we said immediately, like we want to make, a, we have a code of conduct. That's just basically be a decent person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's basically what it's all about. Uh, sexual harassment policy that sounds very heavy. I basically just said, like, just be a decent person, man. It's
1: yeah. Well, like, like you said, it's uh, an organization can do more than maybe an, an individual. So it's great to set that standard, um, especially for customers, but but also to piercers, newer piercers coming in to to understand like right from the beginning. Uh, these things are not okay. If these are things that are going on in a studio that, may, like, you're potentially looking to work in, um, these are things that are are not okay. These are things that mentors shouldn't do. These are things that piercers shouldn't do towards their clients. And it's like it, it's all about being a decent person. And yes, it is disappointing that we have to put that down on paper, but. It's not something that we can or, or, or should ignore. Um, these issues are out there, even if it's not an issue for, for you with your personal experience, with your personal bias, realize that these problems are out there and they're very significant for other people. And it's exactly yeah. the place of a new organization to, to take a firm stance against that.
2: Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, like you said, it's uh, it's not only towards customers, it's also to put a signal out in the, in the piercing industry itself, uh, just letting, Letting pierces know this is not okay. If you, you you've undoubtedly heard stories about, uh, you know, people who were apprentices who were molested or worse by their by their mentors, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just or or just constantly constantly belittled or harassed or stuff like that. And it's just it's just good to just send out that signal. This is not okay behavior. You do yeah. not have to accept this. And. Um, what we also did is that we don't just want to say this is not okay. We don't agree with this. We also want to say like, if you, if you are, if you are a victim uh, of sexual harassment, um, we can also guide you towards certain organizations that are, you know, uh, trained uh, to deal, to deal with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we, we want to also, give you that little, you know, little handle like here, you know, there is you, there is something you can do about it. We're not therapists. Uh, we're not trained to deal with it ourselves, but we can help you guide in the right direction. Um, complaints about, uh, if there's complaints about our members, we're definitely going to look into that. And, uh, there's something we actually can do something about. And, yeah, we 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 plan on doing that uh, because it's just yeah again it just it it's just a problem that shouldn't shouldn't exist anymore. It should have yeah. been eradicated a long time ago. And I've published mm-hmm. this on my on my uh, um, Instagram account a couple of times. Uh, if you know, especially especially to the guys who just believe it's not that big a deal right? Sexual harassment, not that big a deal. This is what you're going to do. Talk to all the women in your life, right? Ask them every time they get catcalled, every time they get uh, touched or groped or whatever, every time someone sends them something rude or dick pics or whatever on their email or their social media, ask the women in your life to forward that to you immediately, to tell you about it immediately. You, you're going to be scared how often that happens. Yeah. And that's how big of a problem. It well,
1: is. that's something that I've, that I've learned as I've gotten older, when I was younger, I think a lot of people are more selfish when they're younger and they don't really pay attention to problems that don't directly affect their life. And as I've gone out there and I've met so many different piercers in so many different areas with so many different lifestyles and backgrounds. Um, the majority of them tell me that that's not an isolated incident. Uh, especially uh, some some women piercers are constantly telling me that it's like, it's if it's not a daily thing, it's such a regular thing. And a lot of times men are just ignorant to it because it doesn't happen to them. So it's not their problem, yeah. but it's really, it's yeah. everyone's problem as, as professionals, as, as people. Um, so it is important for everyone to, to, to pay attention and, and find where you can enact positive change.
2: Yeah, that's true. Cause uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I I live that same ignorance. It doesn't happen to me. So how can I know it? Uh, And then, you know, luckily, more and more and more women are starting to speak out about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and then you kind of go, well, you know, if you hear it once, yeah, of course, it can be an isolated incident if you hear it once. But then you hear it more and you hear more and you hear more. Like, it's, it's just, it becomes, after a while, it just becomes an impossibility that all of these people... Are overreacting or exaggerating it's just that's just you know that's just not how it works so there must be some merit in it and then you know I'm I'm lucky enough that I have a lot of uh female friends and you hear the stories and you see what what they have to go through and and, you know the the ridiculous the rude and obscene things that 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 men say to them on on whatever platform and then you kind of you just realize how bad it really is yeah. and how little actually is still getting uh, getting out there, how little of it you hear about it. So, yeah, you know, again, if you think it's exaggeration, ask the women in your life, man. Ask them. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, not to go too far down that path, but, uh, you know, I just want to say that it, it really sounds like piercers in the Benelux countries um, are are in very good hands. Uh, the organization that you're you're working on seems to be uh, really progressive and and forward thinking. And I would really like to just say thank you to everyone who was involved in the the uh, the start of this organization for everyone's hard work. I'm sure it was many different hands contributing. And I, I just want to say um, you know thank you. If I get a chance to to meet you all individually, I'll thank you in person. But um, it's it's great to know that there are piercers who care enough to put in this kind of work uh, for, for their communities. And it's just great to see that. And I I really appreciate the efforts it must've taken.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks
0: a lot. Um, So
1: to, uh, to kind of tie it up uh, one more time, like where would people want to go to engage with the organization? And then what would be uh, your, your piercer uh, social media or info that you'd want people to steer towards?
2: Yeah. So you can, best go to our website, www.appbenelux.org. And you can find me at, at suicidal piercing uh, on Instagram. Cool. Um, I would actually, if we're closing up, I would like this opportunity to thank, to thank a few people. Of course, none of this uh, would have happened without the support of other people. Um, we reached out to a, a couple of people and a couple of organizations, and our organizations and people have been very forthcoming with information, and that has just helped us so tremendously. So, first of all, you know, personally, I would like to thank all the founding members of the APP Benelux. Uh, your work has been inspiring, honestly. We would also like to thank Kale DiFrancesco. Uh, she has been sitting um, in on some meetings and helping out with some, you know, some questions that we had. Uh, she's been a tremendous help, as well as uh, Pablo. Uh, I have to, I, I always pronounce his name wrong. <laughs> uh uh
1: Perlmuter is, is <laughs> <Perilmuter>, my <yeah. laughs> my pronunciation. Let's hope that right. one of those is correct.
2: Well, Pablo, thank you very much. Uh, we would also like to thank uh, Jane Epsinth of the VPP and um nicole holmes from the uk app Uh, and of course we would like to thank everybody listening to this interview uh reach out to us however you you can and uh, thank you for listening
1: all right well thank you and i look forward to catching up with you more in the future and we can maybe do uh, a revisit about maybe some of your growth in the future
2: yeah that will be awesome yeah all right Um, thanks for talking to me yeah, you're welcome, and thank you, of course. Bye
1: bye. Bye. All right, thanks for talking to me, Stuart. I appreciate it. And uh, again, you know, congrats on all the, the hard work for everyone involved in, in launching uh, APV Benelux. For myself, I've got some new classes I can talk about. Uh, I just recently recorded a class about gloves. Uh, That went about an hour and a half, and that should end up on my Patreon within probably a week or two. So uh, check out patreon.com slash ryanpba. You can get that gloves class there, and I've got loads of new content. I've got that progressive considerations for nipple piercing class. I've got my um, basic statum usage and and maintenance class, and uh, a whole bunch more on the $15 a month archmage tier at patreon.com slash ryanpba. Uh, on Sunday, March seventh, I'll be doing my bevel theory class. Um, if you're hearing this anytime before, let's say March fourth or fifth, uh, 2021, and you'd like to register, uh, go to the Body Art Education by Ryan Willett Facebook page. There's a, there's an event page for the class. There's a, a Google registration form. You can also go to PrecisionBodyArts.com/seminars and I uh, get the same link and information there. I can get you verified for professional status, I can get you paid, and I can get you in that webinar and workshop uh, doing some hands-on bevel theory, talking about uh, how the needle makes a hole and how you, you can control uh, that hole to reduce tissue trauma and increase healing and make it more comfortable for the client and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I've got uh, some other, you know, plans, loose plans that I'm forming in my mind. Uh, aiming on some new content for Patreon, uh, some stuff that I'll be uh, offering free when I record it, and then putting the, uh, the on-demand class on, uh, on Patreon. So uh, I guess pay attention to, to all that stuff if you're interested. Um, working on some new stuff for this podcast, as I mentioned previously, uh, I recorded a watch-along episode um, with Lola Slider. I don't want to say exactly what it is yet, um, but maybe, uh, stay tuned to the Piercing Wizard Podcast social media, and I'll probably let it slip on there, and, um, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it was fun to record it, so, you know, trying some new stuff out for you. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, and, uh, whenever I think of something new to say, I'll stick it online for you. Goodbye. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com, or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B Blanco. Show copyright 2017 Precision Body Arts LLC. All rights reserved.
0: I was born this way, Stuart. 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 Stir stur stur Stir 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 Stuart. 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 trouble. Stuart. 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 <laughs> Stuart. Stuart. <Stuart.dated. laughs>? Stuart is just saying that he jerked off to Daryl Sweetie's Instagram, and I was just saying that I jerked off to Stuart jerking off to Daryl Sweetie's Instagram.